Hello, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome By Curious to the show. I've got Taryn and Gavin. Thanks for coming on, lads. No problem. Thanks very much for having us. Delighted to be here. Yeah, Jesus. Um, I was really looking forward to having you on for a while, but I mean, you know, with COVID and just that you have something to release now as well, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, we're very, very excited. It's a very busy time. Yeah. It's great to be able to talk about it as well. You know, yeah. Your wonderful manager, Alex, shout out to Alex Vinci, gave me the album last night. So I had a chance to briefly listen to it today. And uh, it's a massive thumbs up, lads. I, I loved it. Uh, it's ye in a nutshell, but better. <laughs> cool. awesome. That's, that's good. That's a hear. very good compliment. Yeah, you didn't deviate too far away from um, the EP, which was I was relieved because, you know, sometimes bands will just actually because it's so long in between albums and recordings that you could stray right or left. But uh, no, I was relieved that you still have the same, what would you call it, the same by Curious sound now, really. It's, it's, you have it and you're developing, which is great. Sweet. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's changing a little bit. Like, a small bit, yeah. All the time. Mm. Uh, and even now, the songs that, that we're writing now are a bit different as well. Yeah. But we, well, we always try to keep the same kind of thing that we know people like in us and we we like yeah i'm not sure about the metal community do they know of you or not but i couldn't care less because it's my show and they're going <laughs> to know about you know <laughs> so you were formed in 2016 so give us a small background for those people that don't know too much about you rather than me asking you too many questions about the early days so um we met at a house party in kimmage like it was like a college night out and mm-hmm. um yeah we were about really drunk on a couch and taryn picked up an acoustic guitar started playing and i start i picked up a pair of drumsticks started playing on the couch and then uh we we're like oh we should jam like in a drunken state <laughs> we actually did end up jamming and we're here like years later yeah yeah we were su- we were supposed to um, a friend of gav's was supposed to come and play bass for the jam okay and uh, they never showed up so I just plugged into the bass amp instead to kind of cover mm. bass. And then we were just like, this is, this is good enough. You know, this will do. So, of course, so. you're cutting down the costs of other additional members as well. True. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is true. <laughs> and at that time, was there any particular bands, you know, because everybody has different music tastes, obviously. Was there any particular bands that you found that you had in common? Um, well, we in that first jam that we had, like after the house, party um we were jamming loads of rage against the machine i yeah, remember you can hear that in in your sound yeah that's cool yeah definitely and um well since so i watch you from afar taron was a big val normal mm. fan yeah um yeah they're the like three ones that i can think of like at the start yeah yeah pretty much that's bang on like val normal were like especially at the very start were a really really big influence on what i was playing on the guitar anyway yeah and which one have you got into music first? Um, like got into music just in general. Yeah, um, properly. Um, not playing. I started playing when I was nine or ten. I'm 25 now. Mm-hmm. You were how old were you? I started playing when I was eight, but I think like I started playing because I I remember hearing this song that my my dad used to play. Um, he had he had this Ben Harper CD and. Um, okay. Ben Harper is a pretty chilled out kind of musician, but mm. 
there was this one album with a song called um i can't remember the name of the song actually but it was just basically a really heavy song a rock kind of heavy song kind of yeah. grungy and i was like this is amazing i want to play that so yeah. that's kind of what i guess i guess i was probably like seven or eight or so when i got into into music property like and you were bought a guitar then and yeah i was bought a classical guitar like a flamenco guitar so nice. i didn't practice for like three years up until my dad bought me bought me my first electric guitar and then <laughs> all i could play was smoke on the water after three years of guitar. <laughs> but uh but as soon as i got that electric i was just playing all the time and self-taught yeah uh, no actually i took lessons for okay for years and then when i was kind of good enough to teach myself i i yeah stopped the lessons and i just kind of taught myself and then i went to, went to music college so so did Oh yeah. right, okay. So, what music college in Dublin did you go to? Bally Format? Uh, BIM. BIM. Which is? Um, it's on Francis Street. It's part of DIT Arts TU Dublin now. It stands for the British and Irish Modern Music Institute. Okay. Fancy. Interesting. And is it still there, lads? Is it? Yeah. 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 Still going strong. What did you study in there? Was it music theory? And did, did you any of you get um, some experience production-wise? There was basically covered everything. Like first couple of years was very focused on playing your instruments, playing with other people, um, kind of live performance classes and mm. stuff like that. And just kind of learning your instrument really well. Yeah. Um, and then the the last two years, so year three and year four, you get to kind of specialize in certain areas. So like, either like music theory or production or uh, music business as well, which was a big thing for me. Okay. Um, and you can go even deeper into like solo performance or group performance and things like that. So you can kind of choose your own path, but they let you kind of cover all bases of like music. And did many people that you know in the course go on to form other bands that you can give a shout out to? Uh, I'm sure that there's loads. Yeah, Audible Chocolate. There's one that I just get, I gave them a shout out on the podcast the other day. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Who else from our year? There's an instrumental band called Haboo. Um, who else was in our year? Um, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> uh, who can you think of? Well, the, one of the lads from our year is in the Murder Capital. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. They were all, they were all um, BIM guys as well. They dropped out because, you know, they, they got really big. <laughs> <laughs> But we finished, you know, we got our degree. I yeah, fair plenty. Yeah, and Gav, had you the band started at that stage? Um, no, um, so Taryn did, I also, so I did a diploma course first, but I went straight into first year. And then when I was in second year, Taryn finished his diploma course and jumped straight into second year. Yeah, so we place. met in college, basically. It was and like a college up. night out. Yeah. How did you settle on the title by Curious? So we wanted to uh, have a name that kind of evokes like the number two or like two people or whatever, because it was two of us. Yeah. Um, and so Gav uh, came up one day and was like, we should be called the two happy campers. Didn't I say that? Yeah. <laughs> Christ, you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can't and I was like, I like the idea, but not no. that. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought about it a little bit and just by curious kind of was like one of the first things that came to, came to my mind just because it was kind of not edgy, but like a little bit product provocative in a way. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I could see like certain like very like old fashioned people getting a bit offended by that. Yeah. Which, which was kind of cool. I yeah. Guess. Um, and then they also had by so like two in, yeah. the, 
in the name so we're like yeah that's kind of cool and it's one word i like short names like just one word kind of band names mm. that's cool so you obviously spent probably what a year trying to get your songs together and figuring out what works what doesn't work is it yeah pretty much um we kind of jumped into it straight away like yeah we gigged pretty early on they were small gigs but well actually no we like played our first like headline gig in dublin was in the workman's club which is like what 300 capacity and yeah. it was like it was pretty full it wasn't sold out but i remember mm. that show being nuts like everyone yeah. crowd surfing and I think, stuff yeah it was a great show and that was like in february or something and i think we, we started the band in september yeah and like i think there was a lot of hype because it was a lot very much helped by the whole bim thing and because it was a brand new band that uh, was okay very, yeah you're very, very different from like everything else that was going on in bim i think yeah and people were kind of excited and because we had so many musicians around us in the college a lot of people kind of heard about it and we just invited everyone from the college and it was just it was a great gig it was really really good and that set you off really yeah yeah, yeah. alex how did he come into your uh, sphere so we played a gig in cork very early on in fred zeppelins and mm. with our friend Oshin's old band and there was i think he was the only person in the crowd alex was and I that was the first so. time we like properly met him yeah well he i think he contacted us before on our facebook page asking if if we wanted to do a gig together because i don't know how oh, he yeah. found out about us it's <laughs> true but, your man and what's that band called uh uh oh it was through your man from uh, Tri triptych empire could have been, yeah, yeah, I think so. Or, or Mongrel State. Yeah, I think it was Mongrel Basically, State. Basically, it's just like all these Italians that talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Bands. And they're like, there's these guys. So, yeah. Basically, he messaged us uh, to do a gig together. And then we were like, oh, we're playing in Cork uh, next month or whatever. And he came down to that show. And we just had a really quick chat. And then he was like, I think we did a gig together in Dublin then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in Wheelands. And we got to talk a little bit more. I'd love to see your reaction when you actually saw The Last Vinci live. Well, first it was Order of the Mess. Okay, so you saw Order of the Mess first, was it? Yeah, okay. yeah. that was when we met. Was He was doing the Order of the Mess thing. And then uh, after that, but we were really impressed with Order of the Mess. Like, yeah. It's fucking yeah. Cool. As a front man, Alex yeah. is amazing. It's like, so good. Like, very good. A great yeah. guitarist as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He had got enough material then for an EP, but he crowdfunded it, was it? Yeah. So before that, we released two singles, uh, Sugar Beats and TOI. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we crowdfunded the EP, which we recorded with Tom Peters from Alpha Male Tea Party in where yeah. about Macclesfield. Yeah, I think the place? studio was in Macclesfield or something in the UK. Yeah. And were you surprised how easy it was to crowdfund an album or an EP? um yeah i guess like we were helped a lot like like a lot of people that donated like friends yeah. and family and stuff mm. um like how much i think we were we were only crowdfunding a thousand yeah so i was like i mean it's still a lot of money but like you know like for example the last vinci they they were trying to raise like six thousand for their yeah. album they managed to get like 90 percent of the way which is amazing but mm. that's a lot more you know yeah, I, I, I highly doubt we would have been able to raise that much at that point. So we, we set the bar like low enough to be sure to kind of reach the goal. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah it was still amazing like we were just blown away by the fact that people just wanted to give us money like of course how did you get to know tom peters or who pushed tom peters your way you emailed him yeah i mean he's in the band called alpha male tea party yeah i came across alpha male tea party on spotify or something and uh I was instantly hooked. Like I absolutely fell in love with the band and I loved their sound. And I kind of did some research and I figured out that he was uh, an engineer and that he recorded all of the band stuff himself. Uh, and I was like, well, I want to sound like them. So okay. I should probably get into co contact with him. And he was like, yeah, man, let's, let's do, let's do some recording. Cause he was kind of, I think he had just, used to work in this as a house engineer in a studio in um, Clitheroe, I think, in right. the UK. And he had just set himself up as like a self-employed, kind of like on his own. Okay. So he was kind of like happy enough to take on like, you know, smaller bands or whatever. Yeah. And what songs did you send them at that stage? Had you sleep done and a few others? We had just the singles probably and some demos as well. Yeah, we, yeah, we probably sent <clears> them the singles and I'm sure we had some sort of demos of the four tracks or at least one or two. I can't remember exactly what we sent. I mean, Sleep for me is, is my favorite, but there's a new favorite in, in the new album. Oh, okay. yeah. What one? I'll, we'll talk about the new album now. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> but um, the reaction to Sleep, for example, and what's the other one? I don't. I don't do drugs. I, I don't do drugs. I mean, you can judge by fans live their reaction. Like, what did it feel like when you got so many downloads on Spotify? And it's reassuring, obviously, as well. But I mean, can you remember the excitement about it when you were releasing the EP going, holy shit, this, this is a game changer for us? Well, I actually said this in an interview we did mm -hmm. uh, recently. Um, when we got added to the playlist, I was in hospital at the time and uh, People, I like just came out of hospital and I was kind of out of the loop with the band and mm -hmm. uh, people were like, and the band was kind of, I thought it was in like a rough kind of place at the time. And uh, people were like coming up to me like, whoa, you're doing like really well on Spotify. And uh, they're like, like you've like nearly a million streams. And I was like, really? And like, <laughs> I like didn't. So it took a while for me to kind of process it and appreciate it. But um yeah it's mad that we're like nearly three million streams now i think on that on sleep and mm. uh yeah it's deadly like one of the best things to ever happen to the band like if not the best to get added because we got added to a playlist called walk like a badass which yeah. most of the streams and that's came that's from. that's where the kind of oh is it really yeah loads yeah. Of, so yeah we released the ep and it did quite well by itself for a while mm. it got added to some small kind of stuff but it's we played that um, industry festival, uh, Ireland Music Week, and we met a rep from Spotify there, and we had a chat with him, and we played him Sleep, and he he loved it. Mm. And those guys have like so much power. He just he was he just like on one click on his laptop, he added it to like one of the biggest like rock playlists on Spotify. And over the next few months, then it was just like the numbers kept going up and up and up and up, yeah. up because millions of people from all over the world subscribe to that playlist. So. That's kind wow, of incredible. It's, it's a total different way of doing things compared to what I'm used to, you know, being of the older generation, you know, where you're literally going around playing gigs and trying to hand out cassettes or CDs. The digital age has like, its benefits. 
I guess in a way it would be kind of the equivalent of like being on the cover of like a really big magazine back in the day. Because mm. if if you had like a kind of almost like an unknown band on like the cover of a magazine, people would be like, oh, who's this band? Everyone kind of. Yeah, it used to happen a lot with Kerrang or Metal Hammer. You get a free CD with it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and naturally enough, you'd play it and then you'd pass it on to your friends and talk mm. about it. Yeah. And the videos was Sleep one of the obvious choices then for a single. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was the catchiest, shortest mm. one. It just made sense. Like, I think we actually wrote that song because most of our songs are really long and yeah. we consciously, oh, I can't even pronounce it. Consciously. But that's the one. Uh, <laughs> said that we're going to try do it like under five, six minutes. I think I met <laughs> around four minutes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was always going to be the single. And who was it? Sean Smith directed the video. Yeah, yeah. did a fantastic yeah. job, actually. Again, how did he yeah. fall your way? Um, you knew him for yeah. I'm, I'm friends from a lot, with a lot of people from Cavan. Um, from, Shout out to the Cavan Posse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just from another from a previous band that was in Travis Oaks. Um, so I met I met Sean at like a few after parties and just like gigs and stuff like that. Uh, and we I just I just remembered that he was into like video and stuff. So yeah, that's how how I knew him. He developed I hate saying it a costume, but I mean it is. Was there much talk about that or no? Like at reason? least you didn't look like fucking Aha or Duran Duran, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Quite moderate, but it's still effective. The reason actually why we started, well, we first started the wife beaters. Like, so yeah, what, yeah. Ha- yeah, what happened was we, we realized that we, were, we got really sweaty on stage very quickly. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we just were like, let's wear shorts and, um, you know, vests so that we don't like we sweat but we're not too warm or whatever yeah and i was like we need like colors so i went to pennies and i tried to find like the most like obnoxious like vibrant colors that i mm-hmm. could find so we got this like kind of teal like turquoise uh one vest that was that color and then one pair of shorts <laughs> that was that color and then a real like deep purple so we got one vest that was that color and one short so he was wearing i think the teal yeah. top and the purple shorts and i was wearing the teal shorts and the purple top right. awful so i think we played <laughs> yeah. like one gig like that and then we just there is video footage of it i presume or yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, footage. Is, yeah. it um, was terrible but <laughs> the reason why we started wearing the white was because for that sleep video there was only like a black screen yeah. like as the green screen ah. so we had to wear white okay. so oh, ever yeah. since we've just worn yeah because we yeah, like here i think we opted for black afterwards yeah after after the mad colors and then sean was like if you wear black you're basically going to be like floating heads in this video so wear white <laughs> instead and we did that and then we're like that actually looks kind of cool so we just kept doing it yeah and are you going to keep that image for a while i think so yeah i think so we we expanded our wardrobe and now we have white hoodies as well oh yeah to yeah. wear like before the show nice like, nice yeah uh, i think I think we're pretty happy with it right now. Maybe in the future it will change. But. Yeah. I mean, you look at bands like God Alone with the whole Paisley outfit and mm. it, it works for them. Then they could fucking show up at a gig then like Shaolin Monks. So you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was the first time I saw you live was in, was it the Dali with God Alone? Yeah. Mm. That was a fantastic gig, man. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good fun. It's a great venue. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think they're um, they've painted it up and it will be opening again, which was a major worry for all of us that it wouldn't be. 
Yeah. Um, we're still unsure about Fred, so fingers crossed that that will, will open up as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so dodgy for so many venues at the minute. Yeah. Thankfully, they got, a lot of them got grants and stuff like that to stay open, but not all of them, I suppose. Mm. So you had um, how many new songs um, initially demoed and how many made it onto the album? Um, we didn't have too many songs. 11 maybe in total, like demoed. Yeah. I think we, we had to drop drop two. We dropped I'm a Hypocrite and what was your one? Shoelace. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we're thinking of doing Shoelace. Mm. Yeah, we dropped two because we weren't too sure about them and we just wanted to keep like the best. Yeah, that's fair enough. And had you any idea going into this recordings that you were maybe going to collaborate with anybody? Was there any talk of that? Not really. I think we just we just had our songs and we just had a story, like a theme. And I thought, mm. I don't know, I just, I just think we were just really confident in like ourselves and the story. And I think as our first album, it just needed to be like us. Yeah. And like now we're kind of thinking for the future, like maybe to try and work with other people just on like, you know, collaborations or whatever involved, like, I don't know what, but I think for the first release, for the first release, we just wanted to really just re represent just us. Like, yeah, I mean, but you can have a lot of fun further down the line, definitely with certain instruments and people, I would say. <laughs> it's probably two or three main teams running through it as I said I got to listen to it today and it reminded me of and I know you can talk about this Taryn yourself when Sepultura released Chaos AD and the first opening track was Refuse Resist and the opening part of it was the heartbeat of Zion his son right are you aware of Chaos AD? Uh, no, <laughs> I was actually just listening to Roots the other day, that album, but I'm not familiar with the other one. <laughs> okay, so Chaos AD is outstanding. You'll thank me. But um, Taryn, since you have a newborn baby, I, I think I could be wrong, but I thought I heard him. Is it Ezra on the recording? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezra is now two years old, so that the, what you hear is like when he was kind of probably like six months or whatever. Um, nice but yeah he is he is on it and my, my girlfriend's on it as well um she's it's funny like we, we yeah we recorded a sample um where like yeah he's crying and stuff and like tara was speaking german because she, she's half german and okay. i just reversed the whole thing and it sounds absolutely diabolical like just <laughs> the reverse like german speaking and baby crying it's it's terrifying i think it appears twice on the album actually isn't it yeah, yeah. Mm. it's actually yeah. um as well that's like that sample that we used to the different voices is like a bunch of different voices i heard while i was in hospital and stuff yeah. like in my head okay. so it's like combined with the two things yeah but i like yeah. the way the first like thing you hear on the sample is as we're crying yeah i think it's a very good like introduction well done on doing it man uh, it's a really nice touch um, so the album itself, there's you said there's a story running through it. Is it mental health as well, Gav? Can you yeah. maybe fill us in on that? So yeah, like we, uh, I think we said it's about also Taryn's son Ezra, yeah. and then a psychotic episode that I had um, about three years ago now, probably just over three years. 
ago. So um, yeah, it's about that kind of period in our lives, about when I had the psychotic episode and when Taryn found out that Tara was pregnant and and then when Ezra was born, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the journey, the journey like from kind of like before, during and after mm. almost both those things. Yeah, and it's reflected then because obviously there's not lyrics there. It's reflected in the the mood and the atmosphere. Yeah, we like we like to think that like we try to associate the songs with a certain yeah mood and like feel that that matches the kind of themes in the timeline of the album. It's pretty like you know you'd have to really read into it to kind of get the meaning of it, especially with it, with the lack of vocals. But obviously the the few samples that we have in there, I think, help kind of understand it a bit more. And the yeah. titles as well. Yeah, the titles of the songs as well. Yeah, yeah. we'll do a brief run-through. So the intro is Voices, and mm-hmm. um, it's a beautiful intro, actually. Thank and you. I like as well that it does kick in and get heavy. It needn't have to, but it's, it's nice the way it just floated, and then, bang, you have By Curious. The lads mm-hmm. are back. <laughs> <laughs> So like we used to, the second song, again, that was just reaffirmation for me that um, you haven't changed much and it's, it's got your stamp all over it. Was that an obvious number two? Um, it was the first song I think we wrote that appeared from, on the album. Yeah, from that bunch of songs, I think it was one of the first ones. That's probably why it sounds the most like the EP or something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, that one is like, it's basically about, like we used to, it basically refers to like us, you know, going out and like spending a lot of time in bars and venues and pubs and stuff like that before the, t- the stuff that happened to us happens. Yeah. So like before Gav had a psychotic, a psychotic episode and before I had a kid, because I can't really go out as much now, you know? Of course you can't, man. Responsibilities. Exactly. <laughs> like. Welcome to something that we all suffer from now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the third one then, uh, the title, um, how did that come about? And how did you actually even word that? Is that a kind of shower, a song in the shower that just it it didn't was, matter about the words? <laughs> we just, yeah, we just wrote that song. Like I just had a melody for it, uh, the kind of the main melody and... I don't know, like it was just a guitar melody. And then we were like, oh, I'd be cool if we could sing it. Mm. And it was just one of those things, like the first thing that I sang uh, while we were trying to sing it was just like, just to kind of make some words to it. Yeah. And then we're like, you know what? I don't really know what else to say. So I'm just going to use that. Mm. And then we're like, and it's a perfect know, successor to sleep, I think. Yeah. It's, it has that kind of positive vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. That sing-along buzz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And um, of course, you had Alex singing on the background as well, hadn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's Alex, Taryn and Tom singing and Tom, on that. Yeah. And I think you can hear me very low in the mix because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not the most confident singer. Yeah, you can definitely hear Alex with his, uh, yeah. with his like opera voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see that clip actually on YouTube. Yeah. So the next song is Deconstructed, and I'm going to play a section of it. (laughs) 
So was that the obvious second single? So I think Alex uh, is the reason why we picked that song because um, when I made that song, like it was one of those that I just kind of like recorded most, like most of it uh, at home by myself. Mm -hmm. And then I sent it to Gab and Alex and like he, Alex was just like really, really excited about it straight away. Yeah. And we like, we both liked it, but um, I think he just made us feel like it was a really good song. So we're like, seems like we should probably put that one up. Yeah, cool. Single. Um, the next track then is Groundation Intervention. What's the story behind that? It's, so the name from that came from, uh, so we played a gig with Mutefish while like, I was in the middle of the psychosis. Mm. And uh, I think the gig actually went okay in the end. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. <laughs> but uh, I was convinced that like the crowd were like doctors and stuff following me. It was, it was weird. But uh, I went to my therapist then and... I, I was like, oh, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And I heard a voice say, oh, you had a groundation intervention, like a voice in my head. So uh, I remember, yeah, we were practicing the song one day. We didn't have a title for it. And then I like said that story to you. And you, you, you thought that the crowd at the gig was that intervention for you? Oh, like... yeah. I thought like I was having an intervention, like the crowd were like <laughs> giving is... an intervention to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty intense, yeah. But it's really, I, I think that's a really cool story, even though it's it's dark, obviously. Because it's dark, yeah. But I mean, incredible that you can very interesting have the clarity and remember that yeah. sequence of words. Yeah, that was just one of the things, like one of the voices I heard that really stuck out to me, along with like the sample in, um, I can hear him too in the intro. There's a few things that people saying that that kind of stuck with me, which were both real and not real, mm. but uh. Yeah, um, that's basically what the song's about. And the guitar riff reminds me like of a siren, like an ambulance siren. Like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it's it's the middle point of the album where like you know you realize that something's happened, and the ambulances are coming to come basically to come get you. Like you know, it's kind of yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And on about voices, Alex shouting the track title. In the next one, we're all totally fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that came from, uh, so when we recorded the demo of that in Alex's studio in his back garden, before he started to take, he he like shouted like, we're all totally fucked. And then like we got him to recreate that while we were in the studio in Liverpool. And Tom uh, Peters was like getting him to do it in like different accents. And I think the one we went with was like him doing it in a Soviet Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Red Dawn, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic. And the seventh track is my favorite. It's Mercurial. Okay. I thought I thought that would be it. I knew because it's like, like just because you you're obviously a metal guy, so like you know, I feel like that's kind of like the most like dissonant kind of track on the album. So like, there's so much going on. It's a busy track, but like the riffs, the drumming, everything is fantastic. Right through it. Thank you very much. Thanks. Um, that you've constructed this great song that takes so many roots, but yet comes back in time to finish lovely. So that's a fantastic track. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Um, the A track is I Can Hear Them Too. Who wants to take that one? Um, so similar to Foundation Intervention, uh, it was a voice I heard when my our friend Dan, Dan Bracken, uh, came to visit me in like my house before I went into hospital. We were outside having a smoke. 
and I like started hearing voices and I closed my eyes and I heard like in his voice, but it wasn't real, him saying, uh, it's okay, I can hear him too. So in if you listen to the sample, yeah. you can actually, we got Dan to recreate saying that, like, it's mm-hmm. okay, I can hear him too. So uh, yeah, it's based around that sample and it's, it's mainly about psychosis and stuff. It even has a sample in there that explains what psychosis is, yeah. And the last track then is Reconstructed. Tarn? Yeah, that song, um, I guess, as the title suggests, it's kind of like, it's basically the hope after the storm kind of thing. It's like like all the really bad, dark stuff has happened and we're kind of coming out the other side of it. And that, like, the end of the song um, basically has this kind of, like, big epic build-up like full of like major chords which kind of it's like a powerful kind of positive energy that just Mm. explodes into like this big massive thing and that's just a feeling that i get when i listen to it it's just kind of like this is like the next chapter you know this is like we're gonna be okay kind of thing i think Uh, that's the feeling you get out of it actually yeah because mercurial was certainly building up to that and then reconstructed just shows where the future is for you, you know? Even though it's not physically said, but you can sense that it's a really positive mm-hmm. that's um, good. vibe to it. Yeah, that's um, what I think. <laughs> yeah, it's good. it's good to know that like people can actually hear that in the music. They can hear the meaning of the song in the music itself. Like. But like there's tension in it, there's propulsion, there's cohesiveness, there's melody, and they flow right through it. So it's exciting to listen to them as a fan and imagine what it would sound like live. And like your guitars, they flaunt melody, noise, and distortion. The drum beats are blunt, uncluttered, and I wrote down swinging. But the inner workings of the songs are far more intricate. That's the way I felt about it. And maybe after, I, I think I listened to it three times and all. Is it fun to manipulate? those songs when you have we'll say the flesh on them yeah um like you absolutely have no rules i gather you're not working to a set template for example no but at the same time i think we always try to like we try to be as free as possible obviously but we Mm. also you know we don't want to be put into like a niche of this kind of like very specific genre that only certain people listen to. Yeah. And I think we always try and include as much like catchy melodies and kind of just like relatable things in our songs uh, that, you know, people that might not listen to kind of that, that sort of music might actually listen to a song and be like, oh my God, I actually really listen. Like, I actually really like this, even though I've never listened to this style of music. I think that's kind of like, my mm. favorite compliment that we get sometimes is when someone is like, I've never heard anything of this kind of genre before, but I, yeah. I love it. Like, you know, yeah. that's my but, favorite part of it. Yeah. The vibe you were going for is, as you said, was positive. And do you think you accomplished that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think we did. Um, it's, I'm just thinking about this now. I remember my mom saying to me, when I like just after the episode, she was like, something positive will come out of the episode. Like you're gonna write like good music or something. And we did in the end, you know, mm-hmm. like and I think it's I I think I can speak for the both of us. It's the most proud thing yeah. we've done, like. Yeah. 
yeah, I think like musically. <laughs> I think as an ensemble of songs, I think the fact that we I'm really proud of the fact that we managed to get like a story through the album. Yes. Like that's something that I really wanted to do like for a long time is to just not just have a collection of songs, but have something that actually makes sense from start to finish that tells a story and and you said that it's really positive. Well that it's positive, but I think it is positive at the end. As yeah. I think the result is positive, but it just travels through so many different emotions and so much darkness throughout. Mm. That, like the release and that positiveness at the end is like obviously that's what you're you leave with that what you're left with at the end of yeah. the album. But to get there you have to go through like all the Yeah. Or, and that's not, very difficult to do, lads, without lyrics. Um, so it's it's a really it's a big compliment that you've achieved that in my opinion you know yeah thank you very much thank you you've parted ways with a lot of the samples as well that was yeah. one thing that I was interested in because again you it's a minefield really especially with your first EP and going into this one was that a conscious decision not to be found out in relation to copyright issues and stuff <laughs> Actually, that had something yeah, to do with it. Yeah, that came to mind. Because, like, yeah, we've we've had like not we haven't had any scares or anything. Anyone contacting us about anything, but we've definitely like been all advised. Of, yeah, all <laughs> all of the samples that we've used so far before the album, I think. Well, some of them we recorded ourselves, but most of them were just ripped straight off YouTube. Like, no shame, <laughs> <laughs> and like we could get in big trouble for that. Um, but I th there was a bit of that and then there was a bit of like we were talking about this as well a little bit before that there's a lot of it is to do it's quite political like the previous songs mm. that we released and as people we're not the most political people um like we're, we've got like i've got a big interest in that stuff but i just don't take enough time to educate myself about yeah that if you're challenged on it you could be kind of backstepping exactly you know i'm not i realize that i'm not the best placed person to do that mm. kind of stuff yeah so i'd rather let better place people do that kind of music and then i just focus on making music that i like as opposed to getting involved in any other yeah way. just concentrate on simple hooks that are hypnotic and drum beats as well and i find that a lot of, about your music as well when i'm driving and stuff almost hypnotic and it's just it's the other stuff that comes in that dresses it up um yeah thank you thank you so what TV characters would describe your relationship as mates? That's a good question. Someone, someone commented in one of our YouTube oh, yeah, videos, yeah. Uh, Laurel and Hardy, the band. <laughs> <laughs> You're too young to remember Laurel and Hardy. I thought you'd throw yeah. up some I've Simpson characters. I watched it before, I think. But... I watched the movie with uh, Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Okay, okay. Yeah. Which was like about Laurel and Hardy, but I don't, yeah, I don't know what kind of TV characters. Like, it, had to, it has to be a duo. Mm. Like, there's plenty out there, man. Rick and Morty. There's a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the fans can fill that. Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, I Laurel and Hardy. Like, that's, that's fair enough. Like Step Brothers. You know, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like fucking yeah. idiot. Like <laughs> harder than those guys. So. Okay, so like, have you a special song then that the two of you absolutely love? What's your go-to song that the two of you... What do we listen to in the car like that? 
What was the last yeah, thing oh, you were listening to? Last was, one, Bullet in the Bible by Green Day. That, we were that, rocking out to that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, 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 Bullet in the Bible. It was good. And we were, sing, we were singing this rancid song as well. Actually, punk rock is like something that we both listen. Well, Gav is still really into punk rock. Me, not so much anymore, even though I still like it. But I, I, that kind of got me really into music was punk rock. So I think we have that big thing in common there. That's cool. And again, out of the new songs, what was the most stubborn song to finish? Ooh, I can hear two, maybe. Like in terms of like playing it live, I don't think we've still figured it out. But we have figured it out. But just matter of getting it tighter. Stubborn to finish. Like we used to, because mm. there we added a new drum groove in there for me anyway. True. Um, Deconstructed was kind of a tough mm, one to get because, as I mentioned, like I wrote most of it on my laptop and then tran like translating it to the live situation like yeah. having, having myself was was tricky because there were some things we weren't able to do so we had to change a lot of things and it mm. wasn't working up until it was working and it was kind of like lots of highs and lows with that song and still is because it's it's a hard one to play live yeah and, and your favorite song to play live Reconstructed, probably re uh, reconstructed. Yeah, we did. Um, we recorded a a live stream in. Um... There's rumors you were down Cork. Yeah, yes, yeah. Cypress Avenue. Avenue. Yeah. We recorded a live stream there <laughs> yesterday, uh, which was amazing. And we played Reconstructed as the second song, and I just went absolutely nuts. Even though there was like it was just a live stream, you know, it wasn't a gig, but I don't know. I was filled with this crazy energy or something for that particular song. And I just, I, I just loved it. Like, it was great. Brilliant. Cool. Now, I just want to talk to you as well about the videos. You worked with Shane Serrano. Yeah. Yeah. How did he come into your sphere? Alex. Yeah, through Alex. Okay. Yeah. Like, I knew him from before because uh, with my previous band, Travis Oaks, we had played with his band, uh, Foxjaw, a few times. Oh, yeah. Foxjaw. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shane drums and Foxjaw. So I knew him to see and stuff, but uh, I never really talked to him before. And Alex is a good friend of his. They worked together before, so he recommended him. And we were very, very happy with his work. He's, he's an amazing professional. He's so good. Mm. Uh, the, the last one, we're all totally fucked. That video had me a scratch in my head, all right? I mean, yes. I know the house actually features on the album. Mm -hmm. um, how did you come about that? So basically, uh, we just didn't have enough money to make like three like proper videos. So like yeah. we tried to find a way to kind of cut down costs. Mm -hmm. So um, we were just like uh, we worked with um, a director called Wolf James, who was she was originally going to do the videos, but then she yeah. wasn't able to in the end. So Shane took over, but all the concepts were kind of created by her and myself. We kind of had a few like Zoom chats and stuff, and okay. we came up with these ways to save money to make these cool videos. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, she she mentioned like um, there's a Nine Inch Nails video that kind of does the same thing, where it's like zoomed in on like uh, an outboard uh, compressor, like a you know a piece of gear. Like uh, I know that when I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan. Over, Fucking over the whole video, it just zooms out, and like it looks really boring, but also like really hypnotizing. Mm. And we did that with the house that's kind of like being like covered in water and like smoke coming out of it. And it's just yeah. one long shot that just films it the whole like the whole way through. And reverses back inwards. Um, again, why why the house on the album cover? How did you come across the house? 
Um, you bought it off of adverts, adverts yeah. yeah, and you kind of thought of the like idea. You always wanted um a house as the cover because it kind of represents like um rebuilding and reconstructing and mm. in both senses yeah i think like of the story the meaning of the house for me more or less was like was that but it was also like it represents like the home so like you know i'm building a home with like i'm building a family i'm building yeah. a life for my kids and my, mm. my wife and um gav in a sense his home is his like body and his mind you know and he's like reconstructing himself his his yeah. self home his internal home i don't know if that makes sense but no, I yeah, it does, yeah. Does, yeah um so yeah yeah i think that, that the house was a kind of cool image and we managed to we were trying really hard over all the content and all the the photos and album covers and videos and single covers and everything we tried to stay like really consistent with all the, the imagery and the themes and stuff that's why yeah. a lot of the things that you see in the videos appear on the covers and on the press photos oh, the, um, the puppet as well the string yeah, puppet yeah, as well, yeah. yeah yeah that kind of stuff you know mm. trying to be really consistent with everything yeah it actually works yeah it's very good now your favorite part of the interview and we're going to wrap up but this is tour news so you've announced a good few dates um let's just do the tour at the moment so the 11th of september is the crown in bristol have you played there before no not We've played in Bristol, but not that specific venue. Yeah. Okay. Where did we play? Uh, the Mother's Room. That was great. That was, yeah. that was a really good show. Um, the 12th and Portals Festival London. Tell us about that. Um, so we played with the promoters before for like an all-day thing and uh, in London. And that was one of my favorite gigs ever. So I'm really looking forward to going back. And we're playing with Alpha Male Tea Party, uh, nice. Gallops, um, and more... Yeah, more cool bands yeah, a burial at the sea as well unreal lineup yeah it's a great lineup yeah so then the ulster sports club belfast strange yeah. venue um i would have thought voodoo would be perfect for you being truthful but good big voodoo no no we couldn't get in contact with them oh yeah <laughs> okay fair enough yeah so um um so yeah ulster sports club in belfast we're playing with um kind of psychedelic band supporting us called lemonade shoelace um so we mentioned them earlier yeah we've had yeah. a lot of we've had a lot of fun in belfast over the last few times it's a, i think it's one of my favorite places to play in ireland yeah really always had like real positive kind of vibes off people there you know what i'm promoting it the whole time as as a scene it's outstanding northern ireland and including yeah. belfast really good. Really strong. so we were running up there myself and evan from worn out we were running up there not last weekend, the weekend previous for Metal to the Masses and um, unfortunately Voodoo was shut down and we couldn't um, get in there or have drinks, but we compromised and we found somewhere else. So, But a great weekend up there. Top people up there as well. Yeah. Um, you're coming down to our city then on the 9th, the Wintrop yeah. Avenue. That's, I presume, is Cypress Avenue. Yeah, it's literally right beside it, I think. I, could, I think it could be in the same building. Okay. Yeah. It's a smaller stage. It's not the main. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. I wouldn't mind either seeing you in Belfast or Cork. Uh, any idea you're not going to leave out who's supporting you in Cork? I mean, you're spoiled for choice, obviously. Um, it is <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Last Finch here supporting us in Cork, obviously. Yeah. Good. That's great there. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Whelan's then, is that the launch? Yeah. 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 The 14th, okay. That's, that's the big one because it's like, we've played Whelan's main room a few times, but this time we're headlining and it's like, it's kind of like a bucket listing for us. Yeah. It's very scary because it's a very, very big room. Mm. But uh, we have a feeling that the al- if the album does well, uh, we might have a chance to like make it a really, really special night if like if a lot of people show up, you know. Yeah. Wow. And the fifteenth, then it's good to hear Waterford being mentioned as a venue as well. Yeah. 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 That's a it's a new thing, I think. The, yeah, that Rebecca think. from Viking Promotions. Oh, shout out to Rebecca. Yeah, manager of Last Vinci. Oh. Yeah. Um, she's putting on that gig. And Last Vinci are also on that bill, along with a band called Bankrupt from Waterford as well. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of them. Are they? Cool. What kind of music are they? Uh, it's kind of like, how do I describe Like indie, kind of cool indie. And they're a two-piece band as well. I think we met them the first time they came to our gig in Waterford. And the two of them were up the front, just like headbanging the whole time. And they were like <laughs> singing, yeah. singing along to the samples and stuff. Wow. <laughs> cool. That's really like, cool. Yeah, it was really nice to see. Yeah, it was deadly. <laughs> okay, um, we've covered everything really. Just yeah. go out and fucking Just... buy it, listen to it. It's on yeah, all the main platforms. CDs and vinyl and, and oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so Bandcamp. What have you got for us on Bandcamp? Is there is vinyl? There's CDs? Is it? Yeah, there's a black and white special edition vinyl, and there's oh. a regular black vinyl. I think and I'll get the black and white one. Treat myself. Go on. The CD and there's a Palapalapa T-shirt up right now. Okay. Uh, we're probably gonna have more like wearable merch as well soon. Mm. Um, and who did you go for merch? Uh, was it Irish or English or where'd you get it? Um, you know? It was do you know? cheaper in England, so he we went to England. Okay. Pins and knuckles. Pins and knuckles. Now they're really, really great. Oh, pins and knuckles. Yeah, so they did my hoodie for me. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah, they're unreal. They're really, really sound people. Except I had to pay 268 euros import tax. But Yeah, that's the thing. I think what they do now is they don't charge you that, but you mm. have to pay the import tax instead. So, but it actually kind of works out pretty much the same from what I kind of calculated. Okay. Great content for you there. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave you go. Boy Curious have made their debut album is called reconstructed it's outstanding that's my opinion it's out on july the 30th and Aaron and gavin thank you so much for coming on the show thank you so Thanks, much really enjoyed that. thank you, thank you. Very much. yeah much appreciated so if you like the show hit subscribe and crucially support local medicine thank you cheers